0: All right. All right. Welcome to the Investment Banking Insights Podcast. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And the purpose of this show is to help you explore and learn about the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. We're trying to prepare for our interviews. We're trying to prepare for our careers as investment bankers. And that means there's a lot of stuff we need to learn. (laughs) So my goal here is to help you on your journey as we walk through this process together, especially those of us from non-finance backgrounds, because, hey, we don't really know any of this stuff, right? So we need to start from the basics and work our way up from there. And that's exactly what we've been doing. So we've been going through the three financial statements. We talked about balance sheet, income statement, and now we're going to talk about cash flow. So check out part one if you haven't already listened to that. Let's go ahead and now talk about the cash flow statements. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the three sections of cash flow that you're gonna see on that financial statement. So there are three sections operating, investing, and financing. Now let's go ahead and take a moment to look at each of these. First of all, there's operating cash flow. What is operating cash flow? It's the normal day to day business activities. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but just to hit the point home operating cash flow is related to the actual business activities not necessarily other things like investing or financing because those things yeah they're part of the business but they're not core to the operations of the business you can own a pizza franchise and your job is to sell pizzas so all the cash moving into and out of the business related to selling pizzas that's operating cash flow now let's define that a little bit further so what's the actual equation for operating cash flow Well, it's your receipts minus your disbursements. And these are terms that are very similar to other terms that you've seen. But fundamentally, what is a receipt? It's cash that you're getting. What is a disbursement? It's cash that you're giving. Very, very simple. So operating cash flow, receipts minus disbursements. You're receiving cash from customers. That increases your receipts on the cash flow statement. And it decreases your accounts receivable on the balance sheet. So here we have another connection to another financial statement. So on the balance sheet, remember what a company owns and what the company owes. Accounts receivable is a way to account for money that is owed to the company, but hasn't been received yet. So if you receive cash from a customer, well, then that means your accounts receivable goes down, right, because that cash has now been paid. So that's something that is important to know. Now, cash disbursements, when you're paying cash out of the company, this is just the opposite. It lowers your operating cash flow on the cash flow statement, but it also decreases your accounts payable on the balance sheet. Remember, accounts payable, this is recorded as a liability on the balance sheet because you need to pay someone, but you haven't paid them quite yet. So you owe them some money. So if you have a cash disbursement from the company, cash is leaving the company, that means that you satisfied your bill, right? It's like if you get the electric bill in the mail and you know you haven't paid it yet, you need to pay it, you need to pay it, you need to pay it. Okay, finally, I'll get on my phone, I'll pay the bill. All right, when you do that, money leaves your checking account, right? It's the same thing. So your account's payable on the balance sheet goes down. So that overall is what operating cash flow is about. It's the normal course of business activities that cause money to move into and out of the business. Now, next, you have your investing cash flow. What is your investing cash flow all about? Well, the way that I think about it is you're buying and selling business related assets. So what are some examples of this? Well, some of the most pertinent examples I can think of are capital expenditures. So what are what is that? It's also known as property plant and equipment or PP&E is an abbreviation that you often see. So property plant and equipment. Well, property, we know what that is, right? That's real estate. You could buy a plot of land. You could develop that land. Plants. What does that mean, plants? Plants <laughs> not talking about like vegetation, of course, but we're talking about say a factory, another name for a plants. So if you're building a building that's making widgets, that is plant, and that is an expense that you incur, also known as a capital expenditure. Capital just meaning money, expenditure meaning expense. So you're spending money on an expense. And then equipment in that pp e property, plant, and equipment, equipment is just that. Maybe you have certain lab equipment you need to run your business. If you are running a McDonald's, you need air fryers to make the French fries. Those are some examples. And these are the long-term investments that a company needs to make in order to improve their prospects, in order to improve future cash flow. So capital expenditures, when a business buys a piece of real estate or a piece of equipment, it goes into this investing cash section on the cash flow statement. Now, another thing that you would wanna know related to investing cash flow is acquisitions and divestitures. So when a business buys another business, that is going to show up here in this section because it's not actually part of the normal day-to-day activities of the business, right? If you're a pizza franchise making pizzas, you buying a competing pizza franchise isn't doesn't have anything to do with making pizza and selling it, but you are materially affecting the business by buying out a competitor. So that's an example of an acquisition. A divestiture is the opposite. Let's say you have a division of your company and you want to sell it to someone else because you're slimming down the business, maybe you want to get more efficient, and so you're selling one of your divisions. That's called a divestiture. Again, not related to your day-to-day operations, but you are gaining cash in this example because you're selling off a piece of your business to someone else. So that's what would show up in your investing cash flow, part of the cash flow statement. And then the third section of the cash flow statement is your financing cash flow. This is where all the financial transactions show up. So when I say financing, I'm talking about debt, I'm talking about dividends, I'm talking about your share count, like dilution or buybacks. Uh, You could think of this as like the three Ds, if you want to remember it that way, debt, dividends, dilution, although it's more than just dilution, but that's just an easy way for me to think about it. So if a company needs to borrow money, or a company has borrowed money, and they're paying it off, that is where it's going to show up in the financing section of the cash flow statement, because it takes money to pay off your debt, right? (laughs) And likewise, if you're raising money, you're, you're raising debt, That's an influx of cash into the business. Remember, the cash flow statement in general, it's dealing with cash. So that's an example there. And then if you're doing something like paying a dividend to your shareholders, cash is leaving the company, you're writing checks to your shareholders, thank you for investing in us. If you're issuing or purchasing company stock, these are all transactions that require cash. So that's the financing section of the cash flow statement. So just to recap, we have these three different sections that all comprise the cash flow statement. Your operating cash flow, your investing cash flow, and then your financing cash flow. And remember, at the very top of the cash flow statement is the amount of cash you start with. And at the very bottom is the amount of cash you end up with. So you look at your operating cash flow, your investing cash flow, and your financing cash flow, and you add them all up. And that tells you the ultimate cash at the end. So it's very useful because not only can you see the snapshot in time at the beginning and end of the period of the company's cash position, but you can look in between as a banker and say to yourself, oh, this is interesting. I see that the operating cash flow is great, but there's a lot of financing cash flows going on that's going to eat into future cash flow because the company is raising a lot of debt, for example. Or you could say, oh, this is interesting, the investing cash flows are really high in terms of going out of the company because the company is making a lot of acquisitions. Is this going to help the company or hurt the company? Those are some things that you can look at. So it gives you this very awesome picture of where the cash in the business is actually moving both into and out of the business. And that's pretty much it as far as the basics of the cash flow statement. We'll talk more about connections here uh, in a couple of uh, in episodes, but that is the fundamentals of the cash flow statement. So there you have it. We have spent several episodes talking about the three financial statements. We've talked about the balance sheet, we've talked about the income statement, and now we've wrapped up with the cash flow statement. So, what is next? Well, what I want to do next in the next episode is start going through the connections between these statements because this is where we take our level of understanding. To, to another place. And so if you're unsure what some of these terms mean that we've covered so far, go back and listen to the episode again. Go online and search for other ways that people have explained these things because by seeing different perspectives, it'll help you understand in a more thorough way. So understand what these three statements purposes are and then come back and join me in the next episode where we're going to begin talking about financial statement connections. That's it for investment banking insights today. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. I'll see you next time.